As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, well, good afternoon, everybody. We are here. It's a Monday afternoon. It is not a gloomy Monday. It is a good Monday. Remember, it's always how you look at things, like Pastor said. So... One of the things I want to uh, go ahead and get started with some prayer, and uh, hopefully you'll share this, and uh, we'll have more people join in here in just a little bit. And so, as you know, Sydney and I usually alternate on Monday, so it is me today. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll jump into the Word. So, Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for it is a wonderful day that you have made it and and we will rejoice and be glad in it father i thank you it is not a gloomy monday it's not a, a blue monday but father it's a good monday it's a monday that you have given us so we father we thank you right now in jesus name for your word i thank you father for what you have laid upon my heart and lord i thank you they will grasp behold that word and be able to take it with them for the rest of the week so they can um say to themselves you know what jesus has borne my blah 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 and um i don't have to have it anymore so we'll go get, jump into the word here in just a little bit all right in jesus name amen all right so what i want to talk to you today is all of it I had um, I thought about devotions today, Matthew 25, which is really, really good, which the Lord laid some thoughts on my heart, but I'm going to share that next time for um, Power Thoughts um, in a couple weeks, but right now I want to talk to you about all of it. And so um, let's jump to the Old Testament. It's in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 in the Amplified Version, okay? So Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, it says that, Surely he has borne our griefs. Okay, you're like, oh, I've heard this, I've heard it, I heard it, but I want to give you a little bit different angle of it. It's like, you know, two, like Pastor said, people can be going up different sides of the mountain, but they're going to have a different view of it when they get to the top. So how many know that, you know, it's just like this. Um, I was thinking about, <laughs> um, it's like now everybody has trucks, right? Everybody has like trucks now. Everybody wanted to be part of the GBC truck club or something. And so I guess now Cindy and I are going to have to get trucks. Maybe Amber Sapinski are going to have to get trucks and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Jeff joined the truck club. Mike already has a truck. Pastor joined the truck club. We already knew Ricky had one. Patrick and 
let's see, Rob. I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. And if I left you out, don't be offended. The word says, do not be offended. You have to love me. And so the thing is, is everybody want to be part of the truck club? Well, everybody you ask them, they all have their different view of what the best truck is, whether it be GMC, Ford, and I'm sure Jeff back there has his own opinion of diesel versus regular and all that. For his purposes, he needed a, I think he said diesel truck. So this is what I want. I want to take a little bit different angle and want to show you to open up the revelation of the word, just like trucks. What does that have to do with anything? Because you all have your favorite. Well, the thing is, is that sometimes each and every one has a different feature that is good. And so I want to bring out to you what Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 has, that it has some different, um, has some different uh, perspective, uh, some different features that can be a revelation to you. All right. So number verse four, surely he has borne our griefs. That means our sicknesses, our weaknesses, and our distresses. You're like, well, that sums up my life right now. Well, then you need to be listening to power thoughts a little bit, okay? And then, and carried our sorrows and our pains of punishment. Yet we were ig ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and inflicted by God. Verse five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities or for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement, the needful to be obtained peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that were wounded, he was healed and made whole. We will quote that last part. And by his stripes, I am healed. I was healed and I was made whole. Well, you know what? Jesus wants you to walk in peace. He wants you to walk in um, well-being all the time. And so what does the word griefs mean? Sometimes you have to, how many know you have to dig deep? You can't just go to the surface of the ground. One time I was planting plants, and Jeff's going to find this very funny. One time I decided I really didn't want to take the time to plant these seeds. And so in my garden, I thought, oh, I just have this really small stretch of space. And so you know what? I didn't dig up the ground. All I do was went like this to the seed. Phew! I just scattered the seed on the ground. I didn't dig it up. There was only two plants that came up of all of them. I said, what a waste of time and effort. Okay, there was no time and effort. Let's just say all I did was have to open the package and throw the seed out. So the thing is, is what, what are you going to do? The thing is, is if you don't dive into the word, you know what? You'll have like two plants sprout up and you're like, well, God's word just doesn't work for me. Well, maybe you need to prepare the ground, begin to meditate on the word, begin to speak it forth, and you will see that it will work much more than my gardening experience did that one uh, summer when I didn't want to take the time to do it. Now, I actually took the time, prepared the ground, planted the right seed, and now I have some beautiful flowers that are still blooming. That's awesome. So what does the word griefs mean? It means sickness, weakness, distresses, but then it goes on. Also in the uh, Hebrew, it means maladi, uh, ma oh, I said, that. I'm saying this right, M-A-L-A-D-Y, maladi, disorder of the mind and body, anxiety, calamity, and grief. Okay, I'm going to say that again, okay? Disorder of the mind and body, anxiety, calamity, and grief. And then it also, what malady means is it's a virus, it's a syndrome, it's sickness, cancer, disability, epidemic, infection, and illness. That is what the Lovelies Webster's Dictionary means. It's synonyms for all these words. And so it is a virus. How many know there is a virus going around? If you have not been awake for the last year and a half, you need to take a V8 and wake up. There is a virus that is going around out there, and people talk about it. Oh, my goodness. In my news feed, I swipe over to look. There is always something about the virus. 
this many people killed, this, uh, it's going up, it's going down, it's this, that, there might be a different variety. It also means a syndrome. How many know that people have been diagnosed with syndrome, uh, some type of syndrome? Um, sickness, cancer, disability. If you're on disability, you know what? God does not want you on disability. I understand that you may currently be in that state, but it does not mean Jesus died on the cross so that you did not have to be in that condition. An epidemic. It means that no matter what lurks in the darkness, it means the blood of Jesus has covered every part of that, as well as infection and also illness, okay? So the thing is, the, the opposite of this is that you have health, you have strength, you have soundness, you have vigor, you have, you're blooming where you're at, and you have sanity. How many know we need some sanity in this world? So we need some people to um, grab a hold of what Jesus has died for us about. The other word is sorrows. It means griefs, pains of punishment, such as past mental pain of abuse or a traumatic event, and also deep sadness. So the first thing I want you to realize is that Jesus has borne our griefs and our sorrows. He was our substitute, okay? That means um, that Jesus took our place. We know this. Let's think in modern terms, okay? I used to be a substitute teacher for a little bit. For probably about a year, I did some substitute teaching. Well, the teacher did not show up at that moment. If I was the substitute teacher for whatever class I was subbing for, the teacher did not come out of bed and, um, or come back from vacation or wherever they were at and stand at the front of the class with me. It means that they, I was a substitute teacher. I was the teacher at that moment. So you have to, you uh, need to know that Jesus did it. It, it is, uh, did it for us, not with us. The teacher did not work beside me when I was a substitute teacher. She didn't show up on the day that she needed a sub. She said, hey, can you take my place and be my substitute? She didn't show up that day to 805 to make sure I was there, make sure I was doing what needed to be done. She said, nope, I know that Jesus 2,000 years ago took my place. It means he did it for me. He did it for you if you're watching online today. You need a revelation of that, of what Jesus did. You need to say, so since Jesus bore it, it, it means Jesus bore my stress so I don't have to. Jesus bore my sickness so I don't have to. Jesus bore my disability so I don't have to. Jesus bore my, let's go on to all the other things, my infection, my, the epidemic I'm walking through, the stress, the sickness, the cancer, whatever it might be, Jesus bore it so that you don't have to do that, okay? The second thing you need to do is you need to make a choice to have a revelation of what Jesus did for you. So we know, a lot of us know that physically he took, uh, obviously we quote that, we quote the last half of that is that, once again, let's jump back to verse 5. We will quote just the last half of this, of uh, verse 5. And with his stripes I'm healed. I'm made whole. Made whole is in every area of your life, just not physically. How about mentally? How about emotionally? How about financially? Do you realize that Jesus took all of that? He was our substitute. He bore poverty so that you could be rich in him. He bore, um, he bore all the, the mental anguish that you would uh, walk through, that, all the mental anguish the enemy would try to send your way so that you could walk in peace. He bore all that sickness, disease, anything that um, the, the enemy would try to throw at us. What if he decides, ah, you know what, y'all are kind of dealing with this virus, this uh, uh, COVID, okay, halfway dealing with it. Why don't we add some more in there? 
What if he brings in something new on the scene? Are you going to be like, ah, I'm stressed again. I'm freaking out. Oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? Oh, my. I'm going to be in my house for another three months. No, thank you. I had enough of that. Two weeks of, uh, or ten days of being, um, what is that, quarantine. That was enough for me. I like people. I like people. I'm in the people business. Last time I checked, Jesus was in the people business, and we need to be in the people business. So, the thing is, is Jesus bore all of our griefs and our sorrows. He took care of every one of them. So I don't have to bear that stress. I don't have to be uh, uh, burdened down with it. I don't have to be like, oh, it's real bad today because it's Monday. Why are you going to decide to have a bad Monday just because it's Monday? What if I decided to ch change, the, change the day of it? First day of the week of work. There you go. Maybe it'll make you happier. So the thing is, Jesus bore it for you physically, physically, but also mentally. Why do we accept the doctor's report of stress? You go into the doctor, they're like, I'm stressed. I have anxiety. I'm worrying about things. I'm stressed out. Well, mentally, Jesus also bore that. So you can say, Jesus bore it, so I don't have to bear that. I don't have to bear that at all, okay? What about other labels in this? I thought about this. This is just like a revelation, like an aha moment. I call it the V8 moment. But think about the uh, labels they put on adults today. They're ADHD or they're um, schizophrenic or they're, um, what are some other ones they put out there? ADD or they have behavior disorders or they um, have autism and all this. All those, do you realize Jesus bore all of that so your children, so you don't have to bear those kind of things. He took all of that. He took every kind of mental, emotional thing so that we do not have to walk through those th kind of things. I remember I was teaching um, second grade, um, uh, probably about six years ago, and I remember the teachers, and I've shared this before with uh, some of the, in the ladies' ministry, and one of them said, you know what, oh my goodness, that class is so bad, they're a bad class, bad, 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 bad class, oh, you're going to have a stressful year, it's going to be so bad, you are just going to, can't wait for it, because the class ahead of them and the class under them were always considered the good classes. Oh, they're just so sweet and nice and all this. But this class is bad. That's all I heard uh, all summer. Oh, it's a bad class. We come in for, um, for um, what do you call in-service days for the beginning of school. They're like, oh, you're going to have one of those years like I did. I had like migraine headaches because of this class. I had stress. I mean, I could not get my work done. In fact, I had to spend a lot of extra hours trying to do stuff because they were such a bad class. And I'm thinking, oh, that's just so joyful. I'm just so looking forward to the school year. So the first nine weeks, all I'm going to say is that I was like stressed out. The first nine weeks, I would come home and tell pastor every night, oh, this class is so bad. And I mean, that's all I could talk about. So finally, pastor asked me a question. He said, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I mean, what am I going to do about it? This is a bad class. He said, no. What are you going to do about the atmosphere of your classroom? He said, are you going to be stressed out all year and all you're going to do is come home and gripe about the kids for 30 minutes and tell, you, tell me each and every night? And not that he didn't want to listen, but he was like, are you going to do that for the next, what, um, nine months? Because it's going to be a very long year for you. I thought, yes, it is. 
So the first four, five, six weeks, this is what I did. So I decided in my prayer time, I just went and uh, had a time with the, the Holy Ghost. And I said, Lord, I just pray over my classroom. Lord, I just thank you right now in Jesus' name that you just caused me. Give me revelation of what to do. Show me how to teach these kids. He said, first of all, you need to watch what you're speaking over this class. You keep saying, they're a bad class. They're this, they're this, they're this. Well, five out of 15 of the kids were on medication for mental disorders like ADHD, Asperger's, ADD, behavior disorders. And you know what? I thought, oh my goodness. And he says, do you not think the blood of Jesus, do you not think the anointing is enough to destroy the yoke that the enemy would try to put upon these kids? I know they're on medicine. You can't take them off because their, kid, you know, their uh, parents make those choices. But I'm going to tell you, when they're in your classroom, you are able to say, you know what? This will not cause them to act out in such a way. So I thought about that. What I did is every day I pled the blood of Jesus over my classroom. Lord, I thank you that this classroom, this class is a class that follows after your word. I thank you, Lord, that they hear your voice, Holy Spirit, because they all love the Lord. And secondly, they will be obedient to my voice and be able to have the anointing here to be able to destroy the, destroy the yoke. The Lord gave me some creative ways to be able to teach them. He said they're just bored. They're super smart, which they were. They're super smart. So we did a lot of hands-on things. My classroom looked, maybe if you walked in, a little chaotic. When they were in my classroom, from that point on, the minute that I began to change my attitude and did not speak, they're a bad class. Lord, I thank you. They're an obedient class. I thank you. They listen to the Word of God. You're like, what does this have to do with... Um, what does this have to do with he bore our grief and our thing? Well, the thing is, is that if you are always speaking, I am stressed, I am this, I am that. Well, guess what? Your body is going to continue to react to that and continue to only be that way. And so I began to change the atmosphere of the class. Instead of being ones where they were throwing pencils across, across the room, I mean crayons everywhere. They're like throwing crayons across the room. I'm like, oh, Lord, Lord dear Jesus that this is bad. Everybody's like, I mean, they got sent to the principal's office the first six weeks. They're like, Mrs. Powers, your class is bad. They're in the hall. You know, they're, they got in trouble in music. They got in trouble at recess. They got in trouble here. I said, Lord, I thank you. They're obedient to my voice as well as yours. And you know what? When they're in this classroom, the anointing operates here. The, God, the atmosphere of God operates here. And I thank you. They will not be crazy, but they will be obedient class. And over the next two weeks, it changed. I'm glad pastor asked me, what are you going to do about that? So when you get a bad doctor's report, when you get a bad report about your kid and they say, well, they have this going on. When you get a bad report about your spouse, about your kids, grown kids or grandkids, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You're going to make a choice that you're going to have a revelation of what Jesus did for you. We have limited him only to the physical body. And even some of us are not tapping into the fullness of what he um, has done for us. And you know what? I make a choice that I tell my body how it's going to be. It's just like the other day, my, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, my, you know what? Mm, mm, yeah, is my back a little sore? I thought, wait, you have a choice and you're going to tell your back how it's going to be. Lord, I thank you my back is strong. Lord, I thank you that that muscle that's just a little bit aggravated, I thank you it straightens out right now in Jesus' name. I got up, came to a women's encounter, and you know what? I was like, the whole time I was there, I didn't think anything about it because I was ministering to others. So the anointing destroyed the yoke that the enemy would try to place upon me. So let's, let's get back to physically. You know pastor has preached on that. We have preached on that. We do healing lines so that we can come in agreement with you. You just need to have a revelation of what Jesus did on the cross. Remember, Jesus bore my 
syndrome. Jesus bore my cancer so that I don't have to. He bore that so you don't have to walk in pain, so you don't have to walk in distress or disease or whatever. It's just like, um, you know, they, they say, uh, well, what's one of them? Oh, well, oh, I remember they wanted to tell me that Abigail, they're like, well, Abigail, you know, she has asthma. I'm like, mm, no, my kid is not going to have asthma. She carries an inhaler with her, but we ended up having to throw it away because she only used it once out of an entire year. How many know that that means that kid does not have asthma? I finally asked her doctor at the last appointment. I said, does she have asthma? She said, no, I've never put it on her record because it's one of those things that she just doesn't, I, I just don't see the symptoms of it. It's something I never diagnosed her with because that was one thing I stood against. I said, nope, she's not going to have that. So what are you going to do mentally? So physically, we know what to do. We, we know that we stand on the word. We know Jesus bore um, stripes on his back for us, 39 different uh, classes of diseases. So what about other areas? What about mentally? Do you accept this doctor's report of stress? How many know when they can't figure out what's going on, sometimes your body reacts and just get, because you keep saying, I'm stressed out, I'm this, I'm that. Well, the thing is, we have these labels with adults of uh, ADHD and ch children like that. So what are we going to do about that? First, uh, first uh, Peter 5, 7 says, Cast the whole of your care, your anxieties, your worries, and your concerns on the Lord, for he cares for you. And he, uh, he cares and he watches over you. So not only are we going to uh, have a revelation of this for mentally, but also emotionally. Do you realize all anger, all discouragement, all depression, all those things Jesus took, bore um, on the cross for you. He bore all of those for you. So we have a choice today. Our, you know, every day we make choices, don't we? We choose whether we're going to buy gas at Quick Trip today or Dylan's. I had, I had that choice. I was like, well, I think I'll buy it at, yeah, Quick Trip today because I was right, driving right by it. Otherwise, I would have had to... Um, um, otherwise, I would have gone somewhere else. You know what? My water's down here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just going to be like, where'd she go? She's gone. Anyways, we have to make a choice. We make choices every day. We make a choice whether to have iced tea or hot tea. You make a choice whether to... Uh, Go to work or not go to work. Those that are retired, you decide to wake up at 6 or you can wake up at 10. You have choices every day. So you have a choice when it comes to your emotions, comes to the choice with you physically. It comes with the choice for you emotionally. Are you going to just have a moment of stress, a moment of worry, a moment of anger? Or are you going to have a moment just of pain? Or, or are you going to make a choice to say, you know what? The enemy may try to bring that way. You know what? I get a bill in the mail okay the other day i opened up my water bill i'm like why is it whoa 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 i opened it up and it is three hundred dollars i'm like why is my water bill three hundred dollars it should not be three hundred dollars it is a little higher i understand in the summer months i have a pool and i water and i'm like it is three hundred dollars and then i thought about it oh yeah i have that leaky toilet i have a, a faucet downstairs that would not uh, uh shut off now, I could have been like, oh, it's bad, Pastor. We have a $300 water bill. <gasps> Some of you, that's what you do. There was a neighbor. They actually opened up their water bill. I think it was about five, six years ago. There were some issues. They were transferring from the regular to the uh, automated one. They, they told me their bill was like $57,000. So you know what? If your water bill or any bill is not $57,000, you're okay. And so they kept calling the city, and they said, hey, my water bill's wrong. And they said, no, ma'am, it's right. 
No, this new system does not make mistakes. They said, no, you need to look at it. It was $57,000. Guess what? The lady goes, oh, yeah, I think we need to send somebody out. There might be an error. So when you open a bill, when you get a bad report, when you hear something, when you, when you um, have whatever, a relationship that's not going well, are you one of those that are going to sit down and be like, like in a recliner, it is real bad. It is so bad. I'm stressed. I'm worried. I have anxiety. I mean, we take that on the cells. We say all those words because they're so popular in society to say those words. I'm stressed out. I'm so busy. It's so bad. Oh, it's really bad. It's so bad. I'm stressed out. I don't know what to make for supper tonight. Guess what? You put food in front of your family, they will eat it. It'll be fine. We stress out about what we're going to wear. What do you think I should wear? What do you think? What do you think? You know what? Wear clothes. That's all we ask. Please wear clothes to church. It will be fine, okay? Just don't come naked like they did in the Garden of Eden. That's all I ask you to. But the, the, the thing is, I just said that. Anyways, the thing is, is we stress about weird things. We put so much anxiety, stress on our body, and it's like, why is that happening? Why do we get all stressed out? It's because we're just thinking about things that really do not matter, Okay? If you do get a bad report, the thought comes to you. I opened that water bill, and the thought came to me, $300. Okay. Well, I don't want to pay that. So guess what? I called the city of Wichita. I said I got my, my uh, plumbing fixed, some things fixed. They said, oh, send in the bill, and you know what? We'll adjust it for you. I said, well, that's great. I'm so excited about that. So at that moment, I could decide to make it a mountain, I could make it a molehill, a mountain, or I could just get rid of that thought and say, you know what, I know my God will take care of that. I know he already bore every anxiety, worry, stress, um, sickness, disease, epidemic, syndrome, everything that the enemy would try to throw my way, my kids' way, the church family's way. God has got an answer for it. He already has an answer. It's called the wonderful cross back here. Y'all wear it on your necks, you put it up in your houses, but you forget about what the cross did for us, okay? So you have a thought every day. You can make it a moment where you cast down that thought. You have a choice each and every day. We make choices so much every day. So when it comes to God's word, when situations happen, you have a choice every day to decide, you know what? I'm not going to be stressed out. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to um, have anxiety. I'm not going to have a care or concern. I'm not going to accept that report of what the uh, doctors would like to put on me. I, don't, I won't accept this about, um, they're saying, oh, it's like this. You all are worrying. Uh, maybe they say there's going to be layoffs at your work. Do you not think that the God said, I will supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory? Did he say, prove me, says the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot contain it. So what if there are layoffs at your job? Maybe you're going to be the one that's kept. Why are you all of a sudden telling everybody that will listen? You're on the phone, you're texting, you're putting on Facebook, you're putting it all out there, and then the moment you read that, you read all the comments, you're creating a mountain instead of just a moment. You're creating a m moment where it becomes a mountain where then you're like, oh, I'm just going to have to speak to the mountain. You're the one that created the mountain in the beginning because you wouldn't just take the moment, take authority over that and take that stronghold or take that, uh, take authority over it and say, wait, Jesus bore it. And you know what? He took everything. He took every bit of it. He took all anxiety, worry, all of that so that I don't have to bear it. So many of us make it a mountain out of a moment.
So my question to you is, let's go back to, once again, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. It said he's bore our sicknesses, our, I'm sorry, our griefs, which is sickness, distress, um, disorders of the mind and body, anxiety, calamity. You know what? Now, um, when I hit the mailbox, yes, everybody finds that quite amusing, which I do too. It's kind of funny now. When I hit the mailbox, when I hit the mailbox, what happened was, at that moment, I did have a little bit of stress, I have to say. But my husband's like, you know what, it'll be fine. It'll get fixed. And you know what? I thought, well, that's true. It will get fixed. But then I'm thinking about the money. Well, that's going to cost me 500 bucks because that's my deductible. You know, they ended up, we prayed right at that moment. I had a few tears because I'm like, I hit a mailbox. Not just hit it, I destroyed it. In fact, it looked like I blew it up, okay? Let's just call it what it is. And at that moment, I had a decision to make. I had a few tears. I gathered myself, and I thought, I can make a mountain out of this, or I can make a moment out of this. And I made a moment out of it. I went to my husband. I said, yeah, I kind of, like, uh, kind of destroyed the mailbox. Took a big chunk out of the side of my uh, car. He said, you know what? Are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I, you know, we prayed over my back. It was fine. And then my car, guess what? It could be fixed. The crazy thing is, the Lord said, what are you going to do with this? Are you going to be upset or are you going to just take this moment and say, you know what, God, I thank you that you take care of it. They covered my deductible too. I didn't even have to worry about it. They covered the deductible. So that, you know, and that in itself, I had a moment. What if I would have taken that moment and made it a mountain? Oh, it's bad. Now, some of you made it a mountain and you bring it up about the mailbox. No, it's fine now. It's funny. It is funny. You know what? We have a nice new one there. We're just going to paint it bright red so nobody else runs over it. That didn't even work because I, I, I took it out too. So the thing is, is that we have to realize that in each and every moment of the day, we have a choice to make. We're going to make it a moment where we take the word of God and say, wait. And I say that Jesus bore my stress. Jesus bore my worry. Jesus bore my anxiety. Jesus bore my sickness. Jesus bore my cold. Jesus bore the COVID. Jesus bore my whatever it is, my ADHD, so that I don't have to. Did you get that? You have to speak that out so I don't have to. I don't have to have the stress of grief. I don't have to bear this grief anymore of the past, the abuse of the past. I don't have to bear all of that because, you know what? I make a choice that today I'm going to walk in freedom. Today I'm going to take that moment. I'm going to take that thought and say, Lord, I thank you. I know that you already bore this. I knew that 2,000 years ago you already took every grief, every sorrow, every pain of punishment that would try to come my way. When that uh, abuse tries to come back up in my mind, I thank you, Lord, that you bore that even. You knew what I was walking through. You knew what I would, you already took all of that 2,000 years ago. So, Father, I thank you right now. Jesus bore all of that. He took my substitute. So I don't have to walk in that place anymore. I don't have to walk in the place of sickness, disease, distress, an epidemic, whatever may come my way. When that moment comes, I have a choice whether to make it a moment or a mountain. So my question to you is, what are you going to do? Make it a moment or a mountain? So you have to go study that again. And, and I think that's just so fabulous that Jesus said, you know what? Guess, guess what? I've given you health. I've given you strength. I've given you soundness. I've given you vigor. I've caused you to have sanity. 
And so there is enough crazy people out in the world that we need some sanity in the world. And you know what? We can have that because Jesus bore every sickness and disease for us. All right. All right. Well, that is all I have for power thoughts today. If, if anybody's watching on right line right now, let's say that you have uh, not made Jesus the Lord of your life, or maybe somebody will share this. What I want you to do is make sure you put in the comment box and see the thing is, is that not only did Jesus uh, bear every sickness and disease and calamity, but he also took our sin upon him on the tree or on the cross so that we uh, would uh, be in dead descent should live unto righteousness. And what that means is, if you accept Jesus as Lord and as Savior, he took your place as the substitute so that you would not have to be separated from the Lord for eternity. You would not have to be separated from the Father for eternity. See, he said, you know what? I love you so much. I will send Jesus as a substitute so that you don't have to go. And as G when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, what you're saying is, Jesus, I know you took my place. I know you took all my sin. And because of that, I believe that you're resurrected on the third day and that you died for me and that you were resurrected on the third day. All you have to do is confess with your mouth, say, Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Please forgive me for what I have done. And Lord, I thank you that you have offered forgiveness. And you know what? I have eternity, not only for, uh, not uh, that I have a life of, uh, of walking in uh, redemption with you, but God wants to give you a wonderful life here as well as for eternity with him. So if you want to make uh, Jesus the Lord of your life, all I ask is that you would uh, put your name in there. We'll make sure that one of our leaders or our pastors get a hold of you and uh, have somebody pray with you and walk beside you and uh, be a blessing to you. So um, for the rest of you, I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name that you give them a revelation of what you did on the cross, that you took our substitute, that you bore uh, my sickness, my disease, my pain, my syndrome, my um, calamity, my grief, whatever I'm walking through. I thank you right now in Jesus' name that you cause them to see that. Father, we make a choice today that we will not make a mountain out of it, but we'll, in that moment, we'll make a choice to say, you know what? You took it, and I thank you, Lord, that we walk free of that. We have joy. We have peace. We have all the fruits of the Spirit operating in our life. It's just a matter of us tapping into it. We just thank you for this, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Pastor will be here tomorrow um, because it's Tuesday. He will be here to uh, greet you and share power thoughts with you. I think Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Thursday will be Amber Sapinski. So, Look forward to it. Make sure next time you're at church, you thank uh, Jeff for doing the sound each and every uh, day for us. And lastly, get to Life Group this week. Invite somebody. Um, just don't uh, invite them at two minutes before or five minutes before. Go and pick somebody up. Say, hey, I want to pick you up. I want to take you to Life Group. Remember, we have Life Groups Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If somebody else is watching online, you're interested, just comment there, and we will make sure that we get you hooked up with one. All right, we'll see you soon, and we'll see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.